When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hello, folks. It is time for the More Money Show on WABC, the number one talk radio station in America. Thanks so much to John Katz, who is the owner of this radio station, has really turned it into a dynamo. We reach markets all over the uh, Northeast and, and even other parts of the country, even into the South. And so thank you so much for listening. We have really good ratings, and I want to just uh, uh, do a salute to the folks who are regular Listeners to the More Money Show, I uh, appreciate your um, taking time every Saturday afternoon to get educated on what is happening with our economy, what's happening with uh, commerce in this country. What's, we dabble in a little politics, obviously, as well on this show. Um, and so I want to get right down to it. Uh, I'm, I'm quite angry about what's happening in Washington right now for so many reasons. You saw the latest inflation numbers uh, that have been coming out that are showing um, we've got about 9% inflation. We've got about 5.5% wage growth. That means uh, workers are getting poorer as a result of Biden's policies. Let's not forget, uh, it's easy to forget this because Joe Biden said, oh, when I took over, uh, the economy was a disaster and I've really fixed things so much. No, when Biden came in, we had tailwinds, right? We had the uh, vaccine coming. We had had uh, four or five strong months of growth for the economy. Uh, we were getting people back into jobs. So we should be soaring right now. There's no reason we should be talking about recession right now. No reason at all. We should be seeing very, very strong growth in the economy. And yet for the first half of this year, the economy slid into what I call a soft recession. You know, the economy actually shrank in the first six months of this year, which is incredible because businesses were reopening. People were going back out to restaurants. People were getting out to movie theaters. Um, Americans were getting back to work. So why is the economy contracting? In my opinion, it's because we've just had a uh, parade of bad policies coming out of this White House, whether it's the imbecilic energy policies that I believe have reduced our uh, our uh, output of energy by about $100 billion a year. That's a lot, by the way, $100 billion, because we're not producing the oil, gas, coal, nuclear power that we have and should be producing. Um, and then you've got the uh, massive government spending and borrowing. You know, if you look at include the Social Security debt, we're over $30 trillion in debt right now. I love this idea that Biden's saying, oh, we have uh, record high savings. Record high savings? <laughs> what is Joe Biden talking about? We don't have record high savings. We have record low savings. We've lost, uh, you know, trillions of dollars in the stock market this year. All of us. I don't even want to look at I, my advice to you folks. If you don't want to spoil your day, do not look at your 401k plan. My wife and I did last weekend and I almost fell off the kitchen chair uh, where I just could not believe how much money we had lost. Now, the stock market's made a little bit of a rally, but the losses are still uh, well over seven or eight trillion dollars for American savers and people who um, have money in the stock market and 401k plans and other retirement funds. So that's not a pretty picture. Uh, and then you look at what's happening with our small businesses. They are very, very nervous about the future. Um, that's the latest poll that shows they're as nervous as they have ever been. Um, they are making very small profit margins. And, you know, look, profits, by the way, this is one of Moore's rules, that profits are not evil. Profits are what make businesses possible. Any of you, and I know a lot of you are who are regular listeners to the show, own and operate businesses. You know, if there's not a profit, the business goes out of business and everybody loses their job. So I could never understand why liberals uh, hate the word profits. You know what word I hate? 
losses. <laughs> I don't like losses. I like uh, companies that make money because they hire people and they actually pay the owners. And, and in, a, in the case of a corporation, uh, shareholders make money when companies make money. Um, and so you've got a precarious economy right now. You've got the Fed that's going to raise interest rates by another three quarters percentage point, And probably they're going to have to do a couple more rate increases. And so that's going to mean mortgage rates are higher, borrowing costs are higher, that'll slow down the economy a bit when we're already in a ditch. So it's not a great situation. I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. This is, uh, these are the dog days of summer, great days to just relax and have fun. I hope everybody's going to take a, a week or so off in August and, and get some rest and relaxation. I know I am. But um, I just don't like the direction the country is going in. I don't like the leadership in Washington. Now, I want to tell you all about something that's really important because we need all hands on deck on this issue. So there is a bill that's going to be voted on in the United States Senate probably Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. They call this the CHIPS bill. It's what is the, they call this? The, uh, the bill to help our, uh, our semiconductor industry um, with $56 billion. That is, you and I and everybody listening to the show is going to get 50, we're all going to get $56 billion to Intel and all these other chip companies. Um, or if they say we don't give them, if, if we say, no, we're not going to give you money, you know, we don't give businesses money. That's not the free enterprise system. That's not the free market. You know, we don't subsidize businesses. We don't, we don't bail out. We shouldn't. And we do sometimes, but we shouldn't do it. In my opinion, I'm a free market guy. You don't do that, right? You don't bail out failed businesses. Um, and yet uh, what's happening right now, and I find this absolutely disgusting. I, I wonder what you think about this, folks, is that these leading chip companies like Intel are, are I'm going to say the word literally because it is almost literally, maybe close to literally, they are basically uh, demanding extortion from the government. And so the Intel president was on TV on CNBC uh, a few days ago saying, if the federal government doesn't give us this money, and I think Intel gets $12 billion, billion, by the way, not $12 million, $12 billion. They're just one of the companies that's going to stuff their pockets with taxpayer money. They said, if we don't give them this money, they're going to move their facilities to uh, Europe and Asia. Now, this is what's kind of interesting about this story. You know who gets this right? You're not going to believe this because I almost never, never agree with this guy. But in this case, I, I agree wholeheartedly, you're not going to believe us, with Bernie Sanders. Yes, I agree. Steve Moore, free marketeer, supply sider, uh, Milton Friedman acolyte. I agree with Bernie Sanders on this. And Bernie Sanders gave a speech on the Senate floor that I found myself applauding, maybe for the first time he's ever given a speech on the Senate floor, saying this is extortion. You know, in other words, what if the dry cleaner down the street said, you know, I'm not going to, uh, you know, press and clean your clothes unless you, you know, give me more money. Well, then I'd say, okay, sorry, Sam, I'm going to another store. Or what if a McDonald's said, unless the federal government gives us uh, $5 billion, we're going to stop producing hamburgers. Come on. What is this? This is America. We don't fall for this kind of extortion. If, if um, Intel and these other semiconductor companies want to, uh, to go to Asia and Europe, I don't want them to. But, you know, my attitude is don't let the you know, door hit your fanny on the way out, because this is not just bad economics for the United States. These are unpatriotic corporations. If they're saying they're going to go to uh, some country like India to produce chips, um, if, if we're not going to give them all this taxpayer money. Now, am I wrong on this, folks? I mean, I wonder what you all uh, think about this, because I'm livid. I am livid. Uh, we don't pass out taxpayer money to companies like this. And the other point about this is they say, oh, this is going to be good for the economy. That's what the senators say. By the way, the two senators from New York, the two senators from New Jersey, the two senators from Connecticut, uh, most of the I think virtually every Democrat voted for this corporate welfare bill. And that's what it is. I call it aid for dependent corporations, aid, taxpayer aid for dependent corporations. Why are we doing this? AFDC. I mean, it's one thing to give a poor person money, but these are multi-billion dollar companies that our federal government is bailing out. 
And they're profitable, by the way. That's the other thing. These aren't companies that are losing money. In many cases, they're making money, and they just want more money. They want your and my money. I mean, it would be like, imagine that the CEO of, uh, of Intel knocked on your door with a little tin cup and said, you know, we produce all these microchips and semiconductors, and, and uh, we don't want China to have the industry, so uh, we need your money. Give, give me $20, $50. If you're like me, you'd laugh in his face and slam the door in his face. But that's what they're doing. But they're not coming to your door or my door. They're going to the door of these congressmen and congress ladies and senators. And the senators are buying into this. And Bernie Sanders is the one guy who's saying this makes no sense. This is extortion. He's right about it. It's not free market economics. Uh, The government has no authority to be giving money to these companies. And it's not good for the economy. Now, let me explain why it's bad for the economy. The total size of this bill, when you take into all, they also want to double the National Science Foundation. They want to basically create a venture capital fund within the National Science Foundation. Now, we have the most efficient capital markets in the world. It's one of the reasons we're rich. We have private people allocating capital whose highest use. That's how we get the Googles. That's how we get the Amazons and the Apples and the great companies, the McDonald's, uh, through our capital markets. The Congress wants to give, I forget the number, it's like over $50 billion to the National Science Foundation to set up their own venture capital fund. Why do we need that? And by the way, do you think that these government officials are going to make good decisions about where to invest our money? I don't. I don't think they do anything right. And I certainly think they're not going to do a very good job allocating our dollars. So let's stop the chips bill. And you should, if you feel like I do, that this is a horrendous bill, Call your congressman and senators and say you're, it's offensive. It's offensive to the idea of America that we're going to bribe companies to stay here. I'm saying get out. If you, you know, Intel, you don't want to be American, get the hell out of here. But we're not giving you our tax dollars. Now, I know some of you probably strongly disagree. And the, and the worst thing about this bill is they say, oh, this, we need this to, to, so we can compete with China. Now, look, I, I, most of you who listen to this show regularly know I am a hawk when it comes to China. I think China is a very dangerous place. They're in, involved in incredibly predatory uh, economic practices. I'm with Trump. We have to be very tough with China. So I'm with you on that. But somebody explain this to me. How is it that by drilling a $150 billion additional hole in our budget, and you know every penny of this $150 billion is going to be borrowed, by the way, borrowed from, a lot of it from the Chinese, how is that going to make the American economy stronger? How is that going to make us more competitive? It's not. If we want to be more competitive as a country, we should be spending and borrowing less, <laughs> not borrowing and spending more. These nitwits in Washington actually think that, that borrowing another $150 billion on top of the $30 trillion debt we already have is going to make America more competitive. Does that make any sense? Am I the one losing my head? Or is it these nitwits in Washington? I'm, I leave that to you. But if you agree with me that this is extortion, that it is um, contrary to the American idea, that it is unpatriotic to give money from American taxpayers who have lo- you know, relatively lower incomes to these, uh, you know, these big uh, corporations. And I'm not a corporate basher. I want America to be number one. All right, folks, I will be right back uh, in our next segment. We are going to uh, have our interview with uh, the pains on the financial situation in this country. Uh, you'll find that very interesting. And at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk more, more about what's going on with inflation and the economy and this absurd chips bill. I'm angry. I hope you are. You're listening to the More Money Show. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on WABC. It's time for our segment on what is happening in the financial markets and how to uh, most uh, adeptly invest your money. I'm here with Ryan Payne of Payne Capital Management. Uh, He and Bob Payne are two of the best in the business. And don't forget, they have a free consultation that Bob, uh, Bob and Ryan will tell you about a little later. But Ryan, thanks for uh, being on again this week. Great to be here, Steve, in all these uh, tumultuous Um, times, to say the least. (laughs) Well, you took the (laughs) words right out of my mouth. So I'm feeling (laughs) a little bit better about things. And um, I was listening this week, uh, the other day, for my buddy, one of the most famous economists in the country. And I think he has a little bit of a different take on on the market that you do. And I wanted to kind of have you 
respond to some of his points now because you've been pretty bullish and your your motto is be bullish right uh and so he's worried about the impact of uh the the higher policies out of uh the biden administration and so he's worried we may be in for a pretty severe recession and i think you have a different view uh he he's a little bit worried about American capital markets, but why don't you sort of take the opposite side of that and explain <laughs> to our listeners why it is this is maybe actually a good time for investing? I love that you know I'm going to take the opposite on that right away, Steve, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I predicted it. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, I think – look, we may have – Maybe technically we might be in a recession, right? Two two quarters of negative GDP right. growth, which this quarter yep. could be slightly negative. But is it more a right. technicality than are we really going into a true slowdown? And you know, the thing I go back to over and over again is it's just the job market is so hot. Um, right. And I know you've seen tech layoffs, and I think tech might be in a recession actually. Because think about uh-huh. it, I mean, kind of right. common sense. Yeah. If you're Amazon, you you just had a boom. During the pandemic, yeah, right. everybody's home and ordering goods. So right. you can see why they might be laying off or might be slowing down. But if you look at the overall job gap right now, and we've heard this stat week after week, for every two jobs, there's only one person looking. In fact, yeah. there's an article today about how uh, baby boomers are coming back into the workplace because we need more workers and maybe they're falling right. case down a little bit since the beginning of the year and thinking they can pick up some extra hours. So you actually have our aging workforce having to come back to work because there's so many jobs and there's so many jobs to be filled. So that says to me that, By you know, way, let me just, hold on. Let me just interrupt you right there. Uh, I'm a baby boomer um, and I want to leave the workforce. I don't want to go. Into the workforce, <laughs> but I don't know if I can afford to, but, uh, but I think actually, I mean, um, it is an interesting thing because actually during the pandemic, the biggest fall off in the workforce was actually people of my, you know, I'm 63 people in their late fifties yep. and sixties actually dropped out of the workforce. And what you're saying is that they're actually now reentering the workforce. And I would, I'm just going to uh, hypothesize that one reason that might be happening is that people have lost a lot of money this year. You know, I looked at our nest egg and with the market down 18 to 20%, you know, and, and, and they, that doesn't even include inflation. So people feel like they have, you know, they have to go back to work to maintain their living standard. I don't know what you, uh, but I, but, but it is an important trend. If this continues, if we can get, you know, people in their fifties and sixties back in the workforce, because that's a needed element of our labor force, right? A hundred percent, hundred percent. And maybe you just have the wrong advisor, Steve, just saying, but uh, maybe that's, <laughs> but you know, the point, the point is a hundred percent. I think that's, that's a big part and it's a big help, but I think it's going to be very hard to slow the labor market. And a lot of strategists are calling for it, but it's like the gap between who's looking for a job and jobs available is like 5 million yeah. jobs. So yeah. you know, maybe you cut it in half, but then maybe there's still like 2 million jobs extra right. uh, more right. than people that can fill them. Right. That's not really going to slow the job market. And meanwhile, you know, you start looking at the commodity markets, which are forward-looking. Um, you know, copper's yep. come down yep. a lot. We've seen lumber yep. come down a lot. Oil prices have come down. Yep. And I look at that 10-year treasury, which is pricing in the future. Um, you yep. know, it's come down from that 3.6% high, yep. which says to me, inflation is, in fact, cooling. So if you have inflation yep. cooling, yet wages stay high, I mean, I may be the only one saying this, but I think we can actually have a soft landing in the economy. And I know no one wants uh-huh. to believe that, but yep. it looks like a very realistic scenario to me, Steve. Yeah, look, I think there's a lot to what you're saying. Um, I, as you probably know, and, and many of uh, the uh, regular listeners of the More Money Show know, I really like to look at commodities as the best forward-looking indicator of inflation. And what we saw was the commodity index hit a high of about 350. This is the CRB index. That was about oh four to six weeks ago, and now yeah. it's hovering around three hundred. And that's a you know that's a pretty that's a fifteen percent reduction in commodity prices. And by the way, folks, you can go to you can monitor commodity prices in real time. You can go to your computer screen right now and just Google CRB index, and you can see what's happening in real time with the with these commodity prices. It, one of the reasons I like to look at commodities, uh, Ryan, the CRB index is you know when we look at the People like you and I, um, when we look at the uh, CPI numbers, people forget those are like four or six weeks old. 
right? Yeah. Those are what those are looking in the rearview mirror. Whereas you know the CRB index, the commodity index, is in real time. And you're right, that is showing a slowdown in um, price prices. And you know, by the way, if I were the Fed chairman, um, I was uh, I was uh, nominated to be in the Fed. I'm not on the Fed, but if I were the chairman, what I would do is, you know what, if the CRB index is at 300, I would just have the Fed. Their, poli- their monetary policy and just keep it there. Just follow those commodity prices. And if they yeah. were to do that, I think we could have that. We, we, you know, we could really extinguish inflation without really r- ripping apart the economy. Because there, are you? Let me ask you this question: Are you more worried about the Fed overreacting or underreacting? I mean, I think if we've seen them historically, they have underreacted. So I, I think they're talking tough now. We're going to see a you know, 0.75% rate hike next week. Yep. I think it's priced in. I think the assumption that yep. I think we can safely yep. say that. Um, but, yep. you know, I'm hopeful but do you think that's that enough? I think I, it might be. It might be. I mean, come the fall and, you know, to what we're talking about, if we start to see in the CPI numbers that they are coming down, I mean, the Fed could easily pivot. You know, they, they pivoted on right. us before. <laughs> you know? right. So right. you can't right. really trust sure. the Fed. And believe me, I'd replace Jay Powell with you any day of the week, uh, Steve, if yeah. I had my way. But I think, I think the bottom line is I think they could pivot here. And if they do, right, I mean, think of it from a market perspective. And we saw the market have a couple big days, a 700-point day this week yeah, right, just right. on good earnings right. that were – so, yeah. so p- surprising the positive could be a huge catalyst here because there's so much negativity already priced in that I think, and I think the Fed could pivot here, and that could be a, a huge now, bullish is, sign. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. What is your sorry to interrupt? What's your best guess for how many? You know, I agree with you. It'll be point. It'll be another seventy-five basis points. When is it next week or the week after that the Fed meets? But do you? How many more of these rate increases do you think there will will be looking at? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, mean, I, I think we could. <laughs> I think. I, I mean, my, my one prediction is we could see a pivot, maybe hey, Brian, pause this in the is fall. Why you get paid the big bucks? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, fair point. Fair point, Steve. <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I think maybe another maybe another seventy five in the fall, and and then maybe we yep. see a pause there. Um, you know, I've even yep. seen. Yep. Where we could even see the, the Fed actually cut back on rates in the middle of next year, uh, so I think that's really? a possibility wow. as well. Wow! Yeah, interesting. So you could see a total okay. total change in tune by the Fed. So the uh, then the impact, if you're right, I mean that's a very bullish assessment because a lot of people are worried about a series of three or four more rate hikes, and you know that would that would raise rates a lot. It would take a lot of money out of stocks, but that's a that's a pretty bullish assessment. So uh, I always ask you this every week uh, before we sign off. But, uh, well, first of all, tell people again about the uh, consultation that that you provide and the and the uh, the uh, 800 number that people can call. Yep. Yeah. Every week we leave 10 slots open. Um, if you have a million dollars saved for retirement, if you call it 844-752-6692, that's 844-752-6692. Myself, my dad, Bob, will run our total financial master plan and we'll do that no obligation or cost. Got it. Wow. That's a, what was that number again? 844-752-6692. That's Ryan uh, Payne, one of the best in the business of uh, Payne Capital Management. Uh, you're listening to the More Money Show on WABC, and we will be right back. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Stop. ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973-354-2276. Or Elevate Wellness Group. Your health is important. Your sexual health is very important. 
and like everything else, it has challenges. As many as 50% of men over 50 have sexual related difficulties like ED, low testosterone, and low energy. That's where they come in. Elevate Wellness has real professional and in-person solutions. Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Or visit elevatewellnessgroup.com and get back to where it started. Office visits only $99 this month. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. And if you want a more extensive review of your portfolio, figure out what you're doing for retirement, we leave 10 slots open. If you have over a million dollars saved for retirement, if you call or text right now at 844-752-6692, my father, Bob, and I will run for you our total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. There's literally no firm out there that will do this work up front at no cost. We'll go through every investment you own. In fact, we're going to build you your own personalized financial portal to give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture. We're going to hone in on every financial issue you've got to address today. We're going to figure out that income plan. Do you have an income plan for retirement? How are you going to draw from your portfolio? How do you take Social Security? Well, there's hundreds of ways to take Social Security. Only one right way for you. We'll put together a full income game plan, show you how to draw from your portfolio, factor in inflation so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you products that have high fees and high taxes on those mutual funds, annuities, insurance products, brokerage products. Bob and I are going to show you how to reduce all the costs, show all the hidden costs on every portfolio that you have, then show you how to optimize your portfolio for taxes. We're going to give you our full tax playbook. It's not what you make, it's what you take. We're going to optimize everything to make sure you're paying the least amount of tax possible. And we're going to look at diversification. The markets have been volatile, to say the least. How's your portfolio holding up? Have you been taking too much risk and getting hit hard here? Or are you sitting in cash, earning nothing on your money as inflation now is at a 40-year high, paralysis by analysis, can't figure out what to do? We're going to put together a full diversified investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We literally have 10 slots open for the show. If you have over a million dollars saved for retirement at 844-752-6692. All you have to do is text or call right now. Uh, if you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Please call us at 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or you can just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique financial strategy. Now, there's no cost. There's no obligation, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call right now. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. NYC. Well, Bob, welcome to the show, man. Um, I knew we had a little bit of technical difficulties this morning, but it's, it's great to have you here. Good to be here. Hey. Um, and Bob, you know, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E here out of New York City, we an office in Philadelphia and Jacksonville, Florida, and the, the 2,000 or so families that we manage. You know, we ask a lot of critical questions that we have to make sure that all of our clients can answer when it comes to their, their retirement, we like to call their financial independence plan. So I thought we could talk about some of the questions that our listeners can ask themselves today to really gauge if they're on track to be financially independent, they could retire, or they've got a long way to go. And you know, I think the first question that we always address with our clients is, do you know how much it costs to fund your lifestyle? Like how much money do you spend and I know a lot of you don't know. You know, Rye, you think that's a very simple question, right? How much do you spend? And you just assume, well, I'll be spending the same amount in five years and 10 years and 15 years. But I think we all got a, a lesson, actually got a kick in the head this year, with inflation <laughs> skyrocketing. You know, cost of living goes up, whether inflation's at 1%, 2%, 3%. 
or whether it's at 10%, your costs are going to go up. And the problem with knowing your budget, you don't know what that budget's going to look like in five years because of that insidious tax. Yeah, and it's it's horrible for two reasons. First off, like no one likes to look at what they spend, right? Like you're never going to sit down by yourself and be like, you know, what? I'm just curious to see how much money I blew this year on stuff I shouldn't have blown money on this year. <laughs> uh, and that's why I think you know, we always say when you come to our office, we have a therapist couch that you can sit on. <laughs> we can ask these questions because it is a little bit like daunting to really look at your expenses and finally get that, you know, the reality check of what you spend, especially coming out of the pandemic. Hopefully we're spending not hopefully, but we're probably spending more money than we did when we were locked in. And the second part of that equation, Bob, to your point is what you have to factor in is your cost is going to double over the next 20 years because of inflation. And that's daunting to think whatever you spend today is going to be twice the amount just to do the same thing over the next 20 years. That's not that far away. And we know we're seeing inflation in real time here. Man, oh man, it's real. It is real, Ryan. And sometimes I think you just have to look at how much money you earn and then ask a question. How much of that did I actually save last year? How much did I put into my 401k? How much did I put into my savings and checking accounts? And a lot of times you'll find out you didn't save anything. So there's no better time than the present to not only figure out what you're spending, but I think it's more important to figure out how you're saving and what you're saving and what you're investing in with those savings. And a lot of times the surprises are in the positive. You know, I get this too, where you're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I actually put this much money away, or maybe we're not spending as much as I thought. You could surprise yourself and, and realize that it's not as dire as you think, but you have to run the numbers, right? You have to sit down and you have to get real about what's going out the door, especially if you're getting serious about your retirement plan. If you're in that financial red zone, you're 10 years out from retirement, five years out, or even retired now, like these critical questions, the earlier you get on it, the better. And I think a lot of us ask the same question, you know, how much do I have to have, right? Do I have to have a million dollars, $10 million? You know, what's my net worth have to be before I can even consider retirement, right? That's a question we hear all the time. It is. And it's, it's a wrong question to ask, right? Like saying, yeah, right. I just need $2 million when I actually get to retirement. No, we have to look at is how much income do I need to generate, right? And maybe you have a pension, you know, very few of us have pensions, but maybe some of you have a pension out there. Um, you know, you have social security coming in at some point, you figure out to optimize that. Then the question is, you know, how much more income do you need to fill in that income gap when the paycheck stops and you know, what's coming in with social security and maybe a pension, if you're lucky, how much more money do you need on top of that? And when we determine out what that number is, then we can determine how much money you need to save or you, how much money you need to generate, uh, off of a portfolio. And then you can say it's a million dollars, it's two, it's three, it's $5 million. But that number can't be decided until you know what kind of income you have coming in and what your income gap actually is. And that's, that's the unfortunate thing. A lot of investors, they, they spend their whole life with their head in the sand because they don't want to know. It's kind of like you know, your grandmother never wanted to go to the doctor, right? Because she might find out she was sick. Well, guess what? She was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of times you are in great shape financially. You're actually taking more risk than you need to because you don't have that certainty. And running a financial plan, running projections, putting it in black and white makes it so much easier. It's just taking a few minutes of your time to get it done. Well, that's a great point because you could be saving enough and have enough saved. But if your portfolio is too risky, like we're experiencing that right now, um, I'm sure a lot of you didn't realize how much risk you had in your portfolio. As you like to say, Bob, risk is only known in hindsight. It's only when the market yeah. goes down big, you realize, oh, maybe I wasn't in the right portfolio. Bad time to find that out. So it, that's the thing you do want to really start to look at, have a hard look at, and we call it, you know, put your put your portfolio in the stress test to make sure it's set up correctly so there aren't surprises. Because even if you saved enough, that's not enough. You have to know yep. that everything's positioned correctly, especially during times like this where the uncertainty is really, really high. It makes life so much stress less stressful when you actually know. Yeah, because those stressors build at each other, right? For first, you know, oh my goodness, the portfolio's down. Oh my goodness, the economy's tanking. Oh my goodness, inflation's going up. You know, we got global, you know, tensions going on. There's all types of issues. And meanwhile, you start saying, well, I'm not even going to look at my statement. Well, we tell our clients, absolutely no way you got to look at your statements. You got to look and see exact, exactly where you are because we want you to know what you own. You want to know why you own it and know that even with volatility, that you're in great position to achieve your goals. That's the key. Yeah. Get that portfolio down to the sleeping point so that you want to look at your statement regardless of what happens in the markets each week. 
Yeah, and that's the other problem now, too, is like you think because things are so bad right now or quote unquote so bad, I'm suspect they're as bad as the media is telling us, Bob, but that's that's another conversation is it's the best time to review your situation. So maybe your portfolio did go down more than you would have liked it to. And you're thinking, I just have to wait here. Hope it comes back. No, <laughs> you know, address the issues now, because by repositioning things while the portfolio is down, while the volatility is high, can actually benefit you a lot later, right? Maybe portfolio values are down this year. You can convert some of that money to tax-free Roth if it's in your IRA. Maybe it's just repositioning. So when the markets do recover, you're in the right place because invariably whatever was working the last 10 years isn't going to work the next 10 years. So those proactive moves you make right now while the uncertainty is high can have the best positive impact. But if you wait and don't do anything, you might be in worse shape when everything recovers. And that's like the worst place to be, especially if you're in retirement or close to retirement. Now, that's a key, right? You got to sit there and ask yourself right now, are my costs low enough? Am I paying unnecessary taxes that could be compounding, you know, and invested for my future? Is my portfolio based on my goals or on the goals of the salesman that sold me the investments um, and, and, his re and her retirement plan? You know, what you need to do is get your portfolio evaluated based on what you want to achieve to make sure you don't have those unforeseen risks. Do it now before it's too late. Yeah. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, this is what I need right now. I need it on top of my situation. I know inflation is eating away at my portfolio. I don't really know what my expenses are. I think I'm in good shape. I'm not 100% sure. Well, here's your shot to do it. We still have five slots left. If you have over a million dollars saved for retirement, myself and Bob will run for you. Our now famous total financial master plan. And we'll do that with no obligation or charge. There's no other firm out there that will actually do all this work up front. We are going to go through every investment you own. In fact, we're going to build you your own personalized financial portal. So you get a bird's eye view of your entire financial life. We can hone in on every single financial issue you have, address it today, get it fixed. Do you have an income plan for retirement? Have you factored in inflation? Your costs are going to double over the next 20 years because of inflation. Well, we're going to put together a full income plan, show you how to optimize your social security, show you how to draw from your portfolio so you don't run out of money. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you products that have high fees and very tax inefficient. We're going to go through every investment you own, do a deep dive, show you where all the hidden costs are on those annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products, all the tax inefficiencies that no one bothers to look at, show you how to reduce all the costs, make your portfolio as tax efficient as possible, give you our full tax playbook. It's not what you make, it's what you take. And we're going to look at diversification. Where are you allocate it now? Are you getting hit hard here as markets are all over the place? Was your money over-concentrated in growth, tech? Or are you sitting in cash, earning nothing on a large component of your money, trying to figure out what to do, paralysis by analysis, as inflation now is at 40-year highs, we're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to diversify your money, grow it, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We literally have five slots left. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, we only have five open slots available, and you saved over a million dollars for your retirement, our team at Payne Capital, our certified financial planners, our financial advisors are going to help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no cost, there's no obligation, but you might be sitting there without a plan this time next week if you don't text or call right now, 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call us at 844 Plan NYC. That's 844-P-L-A-N-N-Y-C. Hey, if you want to learn more about our firm, Payne Capital Management, that's P-A-Y-N-E. We're 14 years in business now. Bob and I have over 75 years of experience. Simply go to bebullish.com. That's bebullish.com. You can check out our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. That's it for this week. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. And if you want a more extensive review of your portfolio, figure out what you're doing for retirement, we leave 10 slots open. If you have over a million dollars saved for retirement, if you call or text right now at 844-752-6692, my father, Bob, and I will run for you our total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. There's literally no firm out there that will do this work up front at no cost. We'll go through every investment you own. In fact, we're going to build you your own personalized financial portal to give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture. 
We're going to hone in on every financial issue you've got to address today. We're going to figure out that income plan. Do you have an income plan for retirement? How are you going to draw from your portfolio? How do you take Social Security? Well, there's hundreds of ways to take Social Security. Only one right way for you. We'll put together a full income game plan, show you how to draw from your portfolio, factor in inflation so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you products that have high fees and high taxes on those mutual funds, annuities, insurance products, brokerage products. Bob and I are going to show you how to reduce all the costs, show all the hidden costs on every portfolio that you have, then show you how to optimize your portfolio for taxes. We're going to give you our full tax playbook. It's not what you make, it's what you take. We're going to optimize everything to make sure you're paying the least amount of tax possible. And we're going to look at diversification. The markets have been volatile, to say the least. How is your portfolio holding up? Have you been taking too much risk and getting hit hard here? Or are you sitting in cash, earning nothing on your money as inflation now is at a 40-year high, paralysis by analysis, can't figure out what to do? We're going to put together a full diversified investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We literally have 10 slots open for the show. If you have over a million dollars safe for retirement at 844-752-6692. All you have to do is text or call right now. Uh, if you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Please call us at 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or you can just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique financial strategy. Now, there's no cost. There's no obligation, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call right now. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. NYC. Well, Bob, welcome to the show, man. Um, I knew we had a little bit of technical difficulties this morning, but it's, it's great to have you here. Good to be here. Hey. Um, and Bob, you know, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E here out of New York City, an office in Philadelphia and Jacksonville, Florida, and the, the 2,000 or so families that we manage. You know, we ask a lot of critical questions that we have to make sure that all of our clients can answer when it comes to their, their retirement, we like to call their financial independence plan. So I thought we could talk about some of the questions that our listeners can ask themselves today to really gauge if they're on track to be financially independent, they could retire, or they've got a long way to go. And you know, I think the first question that we always address with our clients is, do you know how much it costs to fund your lifestyle? Like how much money do you spend and I know a lot of you don't know. You know, Ryan, you think that's a very simple question, right? How much do you spend? And you just assume, well, I'll be spending the same amount in five years and 10 years and 15 years. But I think we all got a, a lesson, actually got a kick in the head this year, with inflation <laughs> skyrocketing. You know, cost of living goes up, whether inflation's at 1% or whether it's at 10%, your costs are going to go up. And the problem with knowing your budget, you don't know what that budget's going to look like in five years because of that insidious tax. Yeah. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like this is what I need right now. I need it on top of my situation. I know inflation is eating away at my portfolio. I don't really know what my expenses are. I think I'm in good shape. I'm not hundred percent sure. Well, here's your shot to do it. We still have five slots left. If you have over a million dollars safe for retirement, myself and Bob will run for you. Our now famous total financial master plan and we'll do that with no obligation or charge. There's no other firm out there that will actually do all this work up front. We are going to go through every investment you own. In fact, we're going to build you your own personalized financial portal so you get a bird's eye view of your entire financial life. We can hone in on every single financial issue you have, address it today, get it fixed. Do you have an income plan for retirement? Have you factored in inflation? Your costs are going to double over the next 20 years because of inflation. Well, we're going to put together a full income plan show you how to optimize your social security, show you how to draw from your portfolio so you don't run out of money. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you products that have high fees and very tax inefficient. We're going to go through every investment you own, do a deep dive, show you where all the hidden costs are on those annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products. 
all the tax inefficiencies that no one bothers to look at, show you how to reduce all the cost, make your portfolio as tax efficient as possible, give you our full tax playbook. It's not what you make, it's what you take. And we're going to look at diversification. Where are you allocate it now? Are you getting hit hard here as markets are all over the place? Was your money over-concentrated in growth, tech? Or are you sitting in cash, earning nothing on a large component of your money, trying to figure out what to do, paralysis by analysis, as inflation now is at 40-year highs? We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to diversify your money, grow it, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We literally have five slots left. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, we only have five open slots available, and you saved over a million dollars for your retirement, our team at Payne Capital, our certified financial planners, our financial advisors are going to help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now there's no cost, there's no obligation, but you might be sitting there without a plan this time next week. If you don't text or call right now, 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call us at 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you want to learn more about our firm, Payne Capital Management, that's P-A-Y-N-E. We're 14 years in business now. Bob and I have over 75 years of experience. Simply go to bebullish.com. That's bebullish.com. You can check out our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. That's it for this week. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio, the number one talk radio station in these United States. Well, I want to return to something that I was talking about earlier on the show because I think you could you could just sense how angry I am about this absurd um, corporate welfare bill. Uh, with a price tag of over $100 billion of your and my money that's going to go into the pockets of some of America's richest companies. And I don't have any problem with my companies making money. I just don't want them to do it taking your and my tax dollars. That's not capitalism. That is uh, what I call aid for dependent corporations. And that is totally contrary to what has made our country great. And yet this is really splitting uh, the country. You know, you have a lot of uh, in, in the Congress, you have even some conservative Republicans, I'm shocked, that are actually in favor of this bill. They've bought into this idea that somehow uh, adding 150 to 200 billion dollars to our debt and deficit and 200 billion dollars of more government spending is going to make America more competitive. I don't buy that for a minute. And uh, so I want to talk about that and the state of the economy with my next two guests. Uh, first of all, Phil Kirpin, who is the president of the Committee to Unleash Prosperity and is also with American Commitment uh, and one of the top experts on this issue, as well as E.G. E. Antoni, who is one of the chief economists at the Heritage Foundation. So we've got the A-team here. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me this afternoon. So let me start with you, Phil. Um, I think that Ber I'm going to say something, Bill, and it may, you may drop out of your chair. I think Bernie Sanders is right here. I mean, Bernie Sanders took to the Senate floor and just gave a blistering um, uh, complaint and criticism about this bill. And what do you think? Well, it's like a stopped clock. He's going to be right, you know, once a year or whatever it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, uh, I, it's, I think it's embarrassing. I think it's embarrassing. You know, Greg Abbott put out a press release yesterday saying yeah. we're going to welcome uh, who's, who's Greg Abbott? So the governor of Texas, usually a great Republican, put out a yeah. press release about you know how Samsung's going to invest more money in Texas as long as Congress passes this bill. I mean, it's really gross what's going on. I mean, you've got yeah. uh, you know just this this cash grab by these companies and their political allies in in both parties, and uh, there's no real policy rationale for it. And uh, it, you know, it, it's. You look at the you look at the announced investments, and uh, the private sector is already investing massively in chip production because there's demand. That's how it's supposed to work. You don't right, have to go right. to Washington and have the taxpayers pick up the tab. You know what I liked about what uh, the statement that Bernie Sanders made um, it, it was that he said this is extortion. When you've got the Intel CEO saying, "Unless you give me this money, I'm going to move my factories to Asia and Europe." 
I agree with Bernie Sanders. That's that's extortion. You know what I would say if I were in Senate? Don't let the you know the door hit your fanny on the way out. I mean, that's how angry I, I am about these companies. But Although, I'm angrier. You know, I think it's a bluff. I think it's a bluff. I think that Intel yeah, is going to be in Ohio whether this passes or not. I agree with you, but the, just the fact that they would say that, and then mem- I don't think that a lot of members of Congress do think it's a bluff. But EJ, I'd like you're you're a free market guy. EJ, you you are one of the top free market economists in the country. I mean, I think Milton Friedman would be rolling over his, in his grave if he heard about this. Oh, absolutely. And you, know, it really is a shame that we're even considering this subsidy, which is government spending more money and taking on more debt. At a time when government debt is exactly what is fueling this inflation, the Treasury keeps writing checks that it can't cash, and the Fed keeps stepping in to create the money out of nothing, and that's just causing prices everywhere to go up. This this is the absolute last thing we need right now. Yeah, I mean, why is it – is this free market economics to be giving money to companies? I mean, if they can make a profit here, why do they need – government money. Now, EJ, here is what the the senators say. We need this to compete with China. What do you say to that? No, not not in the least. What we need to compete with China is to get rid of the onerous regulations that make many of our domestic businesses and domestic industries uncompetitive. That's what we need to do. All all this is is basically spending more tax dollars to make up for other problems that government cause, which are also costing taxpayers. That's right. That's E.J. Antoni. He's one of the chief economists at the Heritage Foundation. Phil, I was looking at Phil Kirpin. He is with um, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity and American Commitment. I was looking at some polling. And if I read these polls right, I don't think the American people actually are behind this bill. Yeah, I mean, the, the corporate welfare is very unpopular. And, right. yeah, uh, it should be. <laughs> as it should be, exactly right. to your point. And this bill also, you know, it, it's interesting. Schumer pulled a bit of a bait and switch on this because what he said was he said, uh, you know, let's vote to proceed to the bill, and we're only going to do the CHIP subsidies. It's just going to be the CHIP subsidies. And 16 Republicans voted to begin debate on the bill. Then he actually introduced his substitute amendment after they uh-huh. had already voted to get on the bill. And right. it's like, you know, 500 pages of, you know, expand the National Science Foundation for $80 billion and $10 billion for the National Institute of Standards and Technology. And right. I think there's $50 billion for the Energy Department. And it's got, you know, I think equity and inclusion is in the bill 30 right. different times, <laughs> right. and all the sub-programs. And, you know, it's, it's, it's almost the entirety of the bill that we all thought was dead because it was too big and crazy and liberal. And so there's going to be a real test this coming week. There's going to be a real test in the Senate on whether the Republicans who voted to start debate have the backbone to say, well, I'm not going to vote to end debate because this was a bait and switch. This is a giant left-wing bill, and uh, it it actually goes way beyond just the chip subsidies, which which are bad enough. And so I I hope it won't pass. Um, It's an important point you're making, and that's why I'm bringing this up, folks, today and devoting almost the whole hour of the More Money show to this to subject because it's not too late. We as citizens can weigh in here, and there are four. I don't think the Democrats are probably uh, you know worth bothering their time. They love spending money, uh, whether it's for uh, any government program. They're going to be in favor of it. But there are uh, what was it? Till fourteen? How many Republicans voted for this in the Senate? Uh, I believe it was 16. I believe it was 16. There were 64 total votes, but I think a couple Democrats missed the vote. Yeah, so uh, you're right. I stand corrected. There were 16 Republicans, and that includes like Senator Daines of Montana, who's normally a pretty conservative guy. Uh, The uh, senator from Ohio voted for this bill. Uh, You've got uh, Senator Rounds from South Dakota. So uh, you've got to let your vote uh, your voice be heard here, because I think we can turn this around. And you're right, Phil, as bad as the subsidies to the uh, semiconductor industry are bad, they, they, they want to give, EJ, they want to give another 30 or $40 billion to the Department of Energy. We shouldn't even have a Department of Energy, and we know what that money is going to be used for. It's going to be used for this green energy crap. I mean, this is the Green New Deal that's been stuffed in a semiconductor bill. 
Right. No, Steve, you're absolutely right. And this goes back to something you and I wrote on earlier in the year, that green energy is four to six times more expensive than existing energy sources, which is why no one wants to use it. And government has to force this down every everyone's throats. But, you know, this is really, uh, really troubling because this all comes in the wake of the Supreme Court ruling that said right. that government, uh, excuse me, executive action cannot be used to accomplish what should be done through legislation. And the Biden administration is just flatly ignoring that and, and just going full steam ahead to try to continue pushing, as you said, this Green New Deal nonsense. And now the, the, now it looks like many of the Republicans in the Senate uh, are going to uh, help write the checks so that uh, so they can make this happen. Now, uh, Phil, you think that this will come up for a vote sometime next week? And I do. I do think we can block this. I really do. I think Americans are so angry about this as they should be. So how do you see this potentially playing out in the week ahead? Well, um, you know, the conventional wisdom is that it's going to pass. Um which, by the no, way, don't say that. no, you're being too negative. We're going to stop this. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I think we can upend the conventional wisdom. But I mean, right. just the, yeah. the, the idea that the one thing that's bipartisan and everyone can agree on with record high inflation <laughs> is that we should spend another quarter trillion dollars. It's kind of mind blowing in itself that, that it's even being discussed. Um, I think it can potentially be stopped uh, for the very reason too. of what I just said, which is the re- if Republicans want to straighten themselves out, they have the easy excuse, easiest yeah. excuse in the world now, which is they can yeah. say, you know, when I voted to start debate, I didn't think this was going to be the version yeah. of the bill. Because remember, yeah, Schumer yeah, didn't they, let anyone see what the bill yeah. was going to be until right. after that vote. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll read it after they vote for it. Uh, EJ, you've been writing a lot about this. We have uh, 9% inflation in consumer prices, 11% inflation in producer prices. There doesn't seem to be too much relief in sight, although commodity prices have come down a bit. How, how much longer do you think we're going to be seeing inflation you know, in the seven, eight, nine, ten percent range. You know, I don't think the year-over-year number even peaks until September at this rate. Wow! Uh, but you know, then then could, after hey, that, a we, lot of it just we, has to do go, with, with. Could we go over ten percent on the inflation? We we could. We very well could, especially when you oh consider God. the fact that the producer price index, which measures wholesale inflation, that's the prices that businesses are paying. That has run hotter than CPI literally for every single month of the Biden administration. And by the way, that actually really is a shot below the waterline to the Biden administration's uh, talking point that this inflation is somehow caused by greedy corporations. Far from it. Corporations have actually been eating more costs than they've passed on to consumers. But it also means that now there are a lot of cost increases baked into the cake that businesses are going to continue passing on in in the coming months to consumers. You know, and unfortunately, the Fed still does not have its act together. It actually, according to the latest data, the most recent month, it allowed the money supply to increase, not decrease. So, wow. you know, a lot of the talk we're hearing on interest rates, I think, is a distraction. We shouldn't really be so much focused on the question of what should the interest rate be. The question is, what should the inflation rate be? And that's zero. So, uh, Phil, um, I know one thing that would really bring down inflation uh, would be to produce a more American energy. And uh, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, which uh, you run, has a study coming out, I guess, that shows that about that we should be producing about two and a half to three million more barrels of oil a day, a day. Right. And that would be, you know, something like two hundred and fifty million dollars a day of more output and that that increased output would certainly bring down energy prices no yeah definitely and it would also bring down the price of everything else because what we've seen in the last couple of cpi reports is the uh, inflation is spilling over into everything else because everything's grown shipped or manufactured has energy as an input and you know a lot of people kind of misunderstand what's happening with energy and the white house and its allies uh deceive people by saying look production is about the same as it was when trump left office which is true But when demand goes up dramatically and price goes up dramatically, supply is supposed to respond to that. When you have a functioning market, it would respond to that price signal as it has, uh, by the way, in the rest of the world. It's really just the U.S. where production has has basically not budged. 
uh, even though prices have doubled. And that's because of the massive policy thumb on the scale by this administration, not just, you know, canceling pipelines and banning oil and gas leasing and the EPA regulations and so forth, but the, their new innovation, if you will, in uh, anti-energy uh, sort of regulatory action has been the weaponization of the financial system and the SEC and the Treasury right. Department and ESG, and they've made it so there's not capital uh, to to increase uh, energy production. And, you know, if you were able to take the regulatory mm -hmm. and political thumbs off the scales and allow the market to function, we would have two or three million barrels a day more American more. production. Uh, folks, thanks for listening this afternoon. This is the More Money Show on WABC. I hope everyone has a great weekend, and I will see you again same time next week. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.